Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Wednesday, November 8th. A center of peace in the madhouse. Today's scripture reading is found in Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9 from the Message Translation, which reads, Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. This is God's Word. Paul's posture demonstration continues. Posture feeds practice, and practice feeds our posture. We often may not have much say in what happens, but we always have a say in how we respond. We can pick the posture that feeds our path, our practice, our praxis, that posture often resumed through a wee baby step of practice, which takes me back to Eddie Hilesum, a young Dutch Jewish woman living in Holland as the tide of the Shoah, the Holocaust, moved in all around her, restricting liberties first in small increments and then in huge bounds until she found herself swept up into that final train to Auschwitz, where she was gassed in 1943. She was 29, which means when I see her picture and read her words, I see my own daughter, Rihanna, currently right at that age. So I, I feel them. And she's Jewish, not Christian, not explicitly a Christ follower, though she read Paul and the Gospels, which means she fed on Philippians, just as we are. I have half a mind to run with excerpts from her journals for the rest of the week because, though she wasn't explicitly a Jesus follower, she models the Philippians' posture and practice in such dark times better than most of us who at least ostensibly follow Christ in our own time and space. Paul tells the Philippians to put into practice what they had heard and seen in him. I can hear Paul telling us now, Watch my distant cousin Eddie and put into practice what you see and hear in her. July 16th, 9.30 p.m. Note. The day before this entry, Eddie was given a job in the Cultural Affairs Department of the Jewish Council. Have you any other plans for me, O oh God? Tomorrow I must betake myself to hell. And if I am to do the work properly, I shall have to get a good night's sleep. It would take me a year to describe just this one day. And yet, there in the passage, amid all of the gloom and the bustle, I was able to read a few real letters to continue living my own life. Despite all the fear I saw in all those faces, all those faces, my God, those faces, I'm going to bed now. I hope to be a center of peace in that madhouse. A center of peace in the madhouse. Not a bad heading for these closing lines of Philippians. It's in the madhouse that these lines will be tested 
rather than on an idyllic day or in serene sanctuaries of either nature's or our own making. It's in those moments when we must, once again, like Henry V with his happy few, his band of brothers, go once more into the breach, dear friends, as we betake ourselves to hell, which may be just a tad dramatic for most of us as we contemplate going back to work on a Monday morning, but I suppose that depends on where we work, doesn't it? But this is the point. When we betake ourselves to hell, it's prime time for the Philippians' posture of filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder. What would you say is the key to filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse, when we must betake ourselves to hell, whatever and wherever that might be for us? How do we find his most excellent harmonies in places that are so desperately out of key? Lord, when I must indeed betake myself to hell, the hell of cancer treatments or conflicts or any other of life's frequent cacophonies, keep bringing me back to this Philippians posture in which your most excellent harmonies meet us, filling our minds with things true and noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best and not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. As all of it in your hands is shaped into living prayer and worship. Through your mercies.